Amen. Amen. Man, there's just something there's just something in the room today. You know, I believe it's the Holy Spirit. I almost went almost went old school and said Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost up in here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of people get really intimidated by that Holy Ghost. You, you know, uh, they get really nervous to talk start talking about the Spirit, you know, cuz you know, and and understandably, you know, because uh church I, i've been in church dude my whole life i'm 55 years old and i've been in church for 55 years and nine months okay <laughs> and uh, uh they, I, i've seen some stuff you know and, and there are certain things that are appealing to me and th- certain things that just get under my skin like don't ever you know if you want to survive here don't pull out a tambourine with streamers on it okay uh, uh that's going to get you hurt and uh uh you know it, but sometimes you know you start operating in the spirit and people get little different, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm mocking all that stuff, because uh, that's not really my point. My point is this, is, well, uh, we, we, need a, we need a word of wisdom. Man, I, let me tell you where I need a word of wisdom. I need a word of wisdom on Monday. You know, the, the Spirit's going to lead you and guide you, and, you, you, know, you, you know, when you need a word of wisdom is when you're dealing with your teenage kids. You know, and all of a sudden, the spirit of discernment needs to show up. Hello, somebody. And, uh, and God wants to empower you so that you, can, so that you can experience things that people without God. I mean, isn't, the, isn't kind of the idea of getting connected to God that you would have something in your life that you didn't have before you got connected to God? I mean, why would we do life as someone who ain't got God? There ought to be some radical difference once we embrace God in our life, right? I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not just like we've changed hangout spots. You know, we used to hang out at Willie's Tavern, and now, now it's the garden. Well, if that's all we're getting, man, here's the deal. is that there, there is more, more than you could possibly imagine that, that, that God has available to you, and, and, and it's awesome and crazy good. You know, we, we, we read it a couple of weeks ago, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and it says, if, if, if anyone's born again, you know, if you're born of the Spirit, you put that up there for me. If you, I know it's, I'm out of order, and it's going to be that way today. This means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, okay? You're, you're, not, the, you're not the same person anymore. I said you're not the same person anymore, and the guy sitting next to you, they're not the same. Please release your people from their past. Man, be, be believing for, for new things and expecting new things and quit tying each other to the old thing. Because, you know, the old life is gone. Say that with me. The old life is gone. Say it really loud. The old life is gone. Man, that, that life is over. And a new life has begun. Man, we need to start living this new life. Come on, somebody. We need to start living this new life. And this new life that God has for us, it's, it's not the same as the old, right? It's a brand new life, and it's an empowered life, and, and, and it's a spirit-filled life. It is a life that is empowered by the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Man, we got a good deal on this. You, you know, uh, every once in a while, you just get a good deal in life. You know, you, 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 you patch your car up together and, you, and you, it, suddenly the engine light's off. So you run to the dealership and trade it in. 
Got a good deal. Man, you got a good deal when you traded that dilapidated life in and got this new one. Oh, hello, somebody. And, and, and Colossians 3, he says, in Colossians 3, he said, and so if, if you've been raised with Christ, uh, if you were raised with Christ, hey, if you've been raised with Christ, then it's going to change the things you're seeking. Maybe this is a good launching point for you. It's time to start seeking some new things. See, your, your expectation level needs to elevate now. Because, you know, you, you've, been, you've been seeking, you know, maybe possession. Now it's time to, to seek the position that, 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 because that's authority, right? And, and to seek the authority and the power that comes with being in Christ. You need to seek some things that are higher. And, and the next verse says, and you need to set your mind on things. So you've got to change your mindset. Come on, you've got to change your expectation, and you need to change your mindset. You said you need to change your mindset. Right? And, and, and get it off of the, the, you know, what the Bible would call, uh, you know, carnality. Romans 8 says that the carnal mind is, is, is at war against God. You, you know, uh, once you were estranged from God, separated from God, because you were enemies in your mind. See, a lot of us, a lot of us, especially church people, it's funny, church people think that the devil is, is the big problem here. I've got to tell you something. Bible theology teaches us that the devil's been defeated. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. Man, I'm telling you, if Jesus was successful in his purpose on earth, then the enemy has been defeated. Little children, you are of God, and you have, all, have already overcome him. And, and you know, you, you've already got victory. The, the, the enemy really isn't the devil. He, you have power to walk on scorpions and serpents and take up any deadly thing. you got, you got enough power to blow the lips off the front of your face. Okay, The, the devil ain't your problem. You're addicted. See, Nick was addicted to, 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 to pain meds. You're addicted to an old thought life. You're addicted to, 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 a, to doing life in the natural. But in Romans goes on in, in, in verse 8, uh, he, he, or chapter 8, he, he says that, uh, uh, you know, that, that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Well, to be led by the Spirit, see, you've you got you to change your perspective and you've got to change your mindset. And the next verse there, the next verse says, for you died. Look at your neighbor and say, you died. You know what's really crazy? And uh, uh, I don't know if you've been around much dead stuff. But it don't take long till you don't need anybody to tell you that's, that's dead. Is your brother, is Darren here today? Darren is here last night. I, I don't think he's here right now. Darren, Shelby's brother, when he was, how old was he when he hauled that chicken around? He hauled a dead chicken around for, well, too long. <laughs> and it wasn't nobody wondering, is that chicken okay? Everybody knew. Okay. Okay. See, some of y'all, it don't take but a few moments in your presence before we can recognize, oh, man, that's a dead man there. Because it reeks. Hello, somebody. And, and I don't know, some of you are sitting there going, is that what that is? Is this is a guy next to me? <laughs> For you died, and your life, see, your life 
I love this. You see, see, a lot of times, we, we, man, we rush through the word too fast. You gotta, you, that's why you just need to take some time and camp out. You know, you die. Remember the word future, there's two U's separated by a T. It kind of looks like a cross. So you got the U before the cross and the U after the cross. And if you, you know, you died, and now you got the U after the cross, and your life, and that, that's Zoe, which is Z-O-E, God's, God life, kingdom life. You know, we have more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Come on, somebody. That, that God life, here's what I love about God is that he has designed a Zoe just for you. There is a life, a future, if you will. God said, I know the thoughts that I have for you, the plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And, and, and the life that God has designed for you, it is yours. See, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, There, there, I don't know, you know, I don't, this is so difficult, because I, I want to go like Pentecostal on you, because, oh, do it, do it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what went through my mind right there. Zoe has been designed, there's a personalized, individualized, custom-made life for Keith Carter, and it won't fit somebody who's the exact same measurements as him this ain't like some suit that you can borrow this is a life that has been designed to fit you and it is hidden you ain't gonna find it on your own why because it's hidden why because god hides stuff why? Because he, God life, okay, God life is not given to the casual Christian. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> you know at church what we've done? See, we, we are obsessed with certain things. But most of the time it's just the wrong things. We're not obsessed with what Jesus was obsessed with. Jesus had an obsession. I mean, you go read the, the, the life of Jesus, and you study the ministry of Jesus and, 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 and the thing that he preached and the thing that he taught. And, and, and I'm telling you what, Jesus was obsessed with the kingdom. With the kingdom. Okay, kingdom life, God life. Kingdom life. You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. It's all about the kingdom. If Jesus was walking, you know, out and there was a fig tree, he said, he'd stop and say, hey, the kingdom of heaven is like that fig tree. He got into town, and there's some people getting ready to sell their bread, and he said, the kingdom of heaven is like the leaven. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like that farmer over there sowing that seed. If he went to your house, he'd walk in the kitchen and say, the kingdom of heaven is like this coffee pot, just like a Keurig. You know, if he got over to Todd's place, the kingdom of heaven is just like a Harley. And he'd start breaking down the kingdom. And see, what the church has done is got really good at preaching the message of Jesus. 
but we're really poor at preaching the message Jesus preached. And because we preach the message, and, and, and listen, obviously Jesus is huge. But Jesus, in John 10, go read that, and he said, you know, I've come that you might have life. This life that's hidden, this is what I came for, that you would have life. That you'd be able to enter this kingdom and experience for yourself the worlds that have been created for you specifically. That, that, that you would be able to embrace the life that God has planned out. For we are his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, made perfect in Christ. So that we might do the work that he created us to do. Fulfill the purpose, hit the destiny, reach the mark. So that we would live the life that he's prearranged, made ready, carved out the good life which he's got it all ready for you. See, that life is for you. I said that life, man, it, it's your life, but it's hidden. And, and, and you, know, you know, seek. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And then all, this, all these other things, they'll just, come, they'll just be added to your life. But you need to get obsessed with the kingdom like Jesus was obsessed with the kingdom. You need to get obsessed with God life. Like Jesus was obsessed. See, Jesus, in John 10, he said, I am the door. I'm the door. Could you imagine bringing a bunch of people over to the house? You're going to have two couples, maybe three, because you're super generous. And you're going to have three couples over to the house. And, and, and uh, you're, you're going you're, you're gonna to make burgers and play board games. And you're going to, you know, uh, it, it, well, what's that called? A grow group. Okay? Just getting, starting to do life together. Just hanging out, just doing some fellowshipping and just, just chilling, man. You know, just eating a burger. Mmm, burgers. We just ended the fast. I might get stuck on burger. Okay, uh, and, and they all get over there, and, and, and so we all get to Keith and Lene's house. And they meet us at the door. Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you guys. Glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Hang out here. Uh, you, you want something to drink? Yeah. And, and, and they leave you at the door, and they go get you a Diet Pepsi and bring it and hand it to you at the door. And they bring a table up to the door. And it just, it just a minute, food will be ready. You want to play a game? And they sit you down at the door. I don't want to be at the door. I want to come in your house. Matter of fact, I want to snoop around in your bathroom. <laughs> right? I want to find out what's really going on. <laughs> See, we come to the door and hang out there. But there's a whole, okay, ever been to Disney World, Disneyland? You know, you get, to, you get there, and, and, and you, pay, you pay for this. Hello? You pay for this. And, and you get through the gate, and where are you? Main Street. Man, the music is playing. The whole environment changes. And, and, and what's on Main Street? Stores. Little shops that represent each of the experiences that you can go out and, and, and engage in. And, and they're there, so on your way in, you get a little introduction, and on your way out, you can pick up some mementos, right? And, and you can buy a Mickey Mouse 
any size you want, from four inches to six feet tall. And you can, you know, on our main street, you can buy a three-foot Mickey Mouse that you could have bought two blocks down the street half that price. But on Main Street, the one thing you know is this is the real deal. Down there, I'm not sure. But this is the real deal. On Main Street, I, I got me a real bona fide Mickey. Okay? And every once in a while, characters from some of the other environments come through. And everybody's, woohoo, and the kids are clapping. And they run out and you get the picture taken, maybe get an autograph. And about every hour, there's a parade. And, and, and if you look around, you might even be able to find one of them turkey leg things. Because them are good. Like I said, we just finished the fast. So, you know, uh, uh, mm, turkey legs, pictures, parades. But if you just hang out on Main Street, you never experience all the different worlds that have been prepared for you. And what we have, see, in, 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 in our culture is we have Main Street Christianity. Where we get in the door and we hang right there. And the life that has been created for you that's hidden, we never connect to that. Why? Because we ain't never seen it. It's hidden. See, if you don't get serious, then you can't find it, right? In order to find it, this will, be, this will be a revelatory breakthrough for somebody. That's why you're supposed to seek it. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it will be open. See, the, the Amplified probably a better version on those verses because it says seek and keep on seeking. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. See, what we want is somebody to come hand it to us and make it easy for us. But Jesus said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to Zoe, life. See, the life that God has for you is hidden. It's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. And, and it's already, it's already there. See, God, God ain't like you and me. God's not living in time. God is in eternity. But the cool thing is, is uh, matter of fact, uh, okay, you ready? Ecclesiastes 3, um, and, and the first verse I gave you I think was uh, 11, uh, and it says, he's made everything beautiful in his time, and he has put eternity in their hearts. So you know what God did is God put eternity inside of you. Okay, God, God, who starts at the end and works his way back. See, God, when God looks at you, he doesn't see you in the past, in the present, and in the future. It's as if God sees the, it's like a finished picture. Why? Because he's already been there, and, 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 and he's, he's drawn, that, that's why, he, you know, the steps of a good man can be ordered of the Lord, because he knows exactly where he's taking you. That's why all things can work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose because he's, he's already got it. He's, he already knows what he's doing with you. Man, I'm telling you, he's, he's got it. And he put eternity in your heart. See, and nobody can quite figure out what God's doing because he works, you know, different. How does he do this? Because he's God. Look, look at verse 15. This is awesome. That which is has already been and what is to be has already been. He's already out there. 
See, the future, the zoe and the life that God has for you, it's in you. And God's going to help you bring it forth. Okay? Now, now let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. And, or 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. Now, check this out. Now, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God and the mystery. We're talking, you know, man, this mystery, this, 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 these hidden things, these secret things. You know, re- remember, God's into that. He who prays in secret is going to be rewarded in public. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain under the, shall remain under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, we, we, it's hidden wisdom. So there is eternity in your heart. Okay, there's eternity in your heart. There's, there's, there, and, and there's wisdom that, that, and this life that, that's been hidden for you. And God said, here's what I need you to do. It's to speak the, about the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages, man, before the world started. He put this package life together with your name on it. And, and, and when you got born again, your spirit was was. was, was Revive, man. You, you got the Holy Spirit in you. And that spirit that searches the deep things of God, man, he knows everything about you and he knows where you're going. And, and, and that's that anointing that's on your life. See, you, just remember this. Remember this, that you are anointed. Uh, I thought that was for preachers. No, if, if you got the, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, and he has anointed me. If you, if you have the Holy Spirit, you, you're anointed. And, and, and there's some cool things that we need to understand about the anointing. The anointing cannot lie. And the anointing, oh, baby, the anointing knows everything. So if you ever get in touch with your anointing, you'll never be led astray again. And he's God ordained it before the ages. And here's the interesting phrase, because you're not going to read a whole lot about this in the Bible. Your glory. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, that the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Man, for your glory, for your, for your ability to see the manifestation of that which is hidden to be revealed. This is all about your glory. Look at verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, if they had known what was coming, they would have never done what they did. Verse 9 says, but, but check it out. I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man the things that God's prepared and hidden, made ready. So get this now. Now, now what God's wanting us to do is to speak wisdom about a hidden life that we can't learn about with our eyes, our ears, or our thoughts. So here's our conundrum. Because what, what really we're going to do, I mean, have you ever thought about this? That we pray to a God we cannot see about situations we can't understand to deal with issues and wisdom that we don't know in a language that we can't perceive. Okay. How do we understand that? This is one of them places where you got to hang out and camp for a little bit so that you can get this. Well, how, if, if my eye can't see it, if I can't learn about it with my eye, if I, it, in other words, it, you can't get this in the natural realm. 
the things that have been hidden, prepared for you, you can't get it in the natural world. Well, then how in the world do I get it? Well, you read the next verse. It says, but God reveals them to us by his spirit. See, God reveals them to us by his spirit. You, you, got, a, you got a bottle of water? Give me that. Take your shirt off. No, give me a coat. So, so, dude, can I borrow your shirt just a minute? Okay, so if this had been sitting up here the whole time, you know, it really wouldn't have changed anything because it would have just been there the whole time. But we can't see it. Why? Well, it's covered. You know, I mean, we know because I just walked up here with it. It had it been here. Well, what, what is that? What's under there? I, I don't know. And you can look at this all you want, and, and, but, but, until, but the only one who can reveal it or uncover it is God. And God comes and he uncovers it. And it's not new. It's not, it's not a life that you're going to go create. It's been there the whole time. But he's going to reveal it to you by his spirit. God's going to empower you to see things. Whose was this? That, that had never been seen before, that you couldn't learn, that nobody else could tell you about because nobody else knew about it. But the Spirit, look at verse 11. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man? See, your Spirit knows everything about you. That's why you got to be kind of concerned when you go to others, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not downplaying counsel. I think there's wisdom in counsel, but nobody knows the spirit of a man except, or, you know, the things of a man, the things that God has prepared for him. No one knows the things except the spirit of the man. Even, nobody knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Nobody knows you like your spirit knows you. I said nobody knows you like your spirit knows you. And your spirit knows everything. Your spirit can't lie. And your spirit's here to guide you, okay? Well, here's the cool thing about a guide is that a really good guide has already been where you're headed. And he knows how to get you to where you're going because he's gone ahead and he's been there, and that's the spirit that was in God. And, 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 and you know what's cool, see, is remember that when, 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 when God was creating stuff, remember when God, and anytime God wants something, he doesn't talk to the thing he wants, he talks to the thing that's holding the thing that he wants. And he speaks to the thing that he, that, that, that's holding it, and what he speaks comes forth out of the thing that he's talking to. When, when he was in creation, he didn't say, let there be cabbage, let there be squash, let there be kale, let there be radishes, let there be carrots. No, he said, earth, bring forth. And that which was in the earth, God knew what was there, he put it there. And the earth began to bring forth the potential that God had put in it. When he was making the stars, he didn't say, you know, let there be Jupiter and let there be Z, you know, whatever they are. Let, let, let the, Shelby's afraid of what I'm going to say. Let there be Uranus. Let there be Mars. He didn't say that. He spoke to the heavens, bring forth. When God was making man, man is spirit, he spoke to himself, and out of God came man, spirit. Okay, man is spirit. Out of God. So we must be God's potential on the earth today. And then God put eternity inside of you. So God takes eternity and he puts it inside of time. And he's asking you because you have a new life now. The old life is over. Don't keep reliving the past, but step out of the past so that you can step into the future. 
and experience the life that's hidden. It's not hidden in Jesus. It's hidden in Christ, the anointing. You, you okay? We doing okay? Uh, look, look, let's keep going. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things. Oh, that we might know the things. We've received the spirit who is from God so that you can know the things that you can't learn. So that you can know the things that you can't see. So that you can know the things that you can't hear. So that you can know the things that you can't create. So you can know the things. See, you don't need, you, you, you don't need to go to another guy to figure out, you know, listen, if you don't have a clue what your purpose and destiny is, how do they? See, there are certain things, there are certain things that are like blanket statements for all of us. Love thy neighbor. Uh, walk in instant forgiveness. You know, there's no greater love than this than to lay down his life for his friend. Okay, but what about who am I supposed to marry? That's not in the book. Uh, which job am I supposed to take? That's not in the book. When you get to a fork on the road, which way do I go? That's not in the book. Well, who's going to guide me? The Holy Spirit. Because he's guiding you into the life that was created for you. And he sent the Spirit so that you might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Spirit teaches. Listen, you, you preaching about tongues? I'm preaching about colliding with the life that is hidden in the anointing that you walk around with. See, I grew up in church, and, 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 the, and in the churches I grew up in, man, speaking in tongues was like the, the pinnacle of, of uh, man, you start speaking in tongues, and then all of a sudden, we, we, didn't, know anything, we didn't know what to do with it. Let, let me just tell you something about this gift that you carry around, that it'll cause you to collide with a life that's more than death. It'll empower you. Well, I just, you know, this freaks me out. I don't believe in this. You are sitting in a building right now that if it hadn't been for praying in tongues, we wouldn't even know existed. It was during the fast, and during the fast, I don't know about some of you guys, but during the fast, I get irritable. Majorly. And the last thing you want is for me to be irritable without caffeine. So for the mercy of others, I headed to get to a coffee shop during the fast and got a cup of coffee, and I'm praying in the Spirit. And, and, and I'm leaving the coffee shop, and the only thought I have is, I don't want to go back to those people right now. And in my spirit, I just felt led to take a right on a street. I'd never taken a right on that street, and I ended up on Okanagan. I'd never been on Okanagan, and we, we'd lived here a long time. Okay, what am I doing on this street? I don't know, pulling that lot, pulling that lot. What am I doing here? This building is empty. Yeah, look at that. There's a sidewalk. Okay, get up and walk around the sidewalk and pray in the Spirit. Walking around in the, praying in the Spirit. Sat down on a bench out there looking at the patio, and the only thing I thought of was, wow, that's a cool patio. God, you should give us a patio like that. And in my spirit, I heard him say, don't ask for the patio, ask for the building. My first thought was, well, that's stupid. <laughs> Swear to God. 
that's dumb, man. We, we, you know, and I'm sitting there, and there's a sign out front with, with, with the guy's name on it. I called the dude, hey, I'm sitting here. He says, yep, know all about that building. It's been for sale for quite some time. It's been empty for a couple of years. Well, what do they want for it? He told me. I went, I knew this was stupid. <laughs> there ain't no way. There ain't no way. And so I'm praying in the spirit. And then I felt like, hey, you should call the guys and get them in here because we're going to get this building. See, you might not believe in praying in the Spirit, but yet you are sitting in the building that was made possible only by praying in the Spirit, sitting in the chair that was purchased because we prayed in the Spirit, and experiencing environments that have been created for you because somebody's been praying in the Spirit. And here's our problem is that a lot of times we get stuff birthed in the Spirit that we try to maintain in the natural. And when we begin to try to maintain in the natural what was birthed by the Spirit, all we can do is cause it to collide and it experiences destruction. For the carnal mind is death or destruction. And the spirit mind, that's where the life is at. Check this out. Look at verse 14. The natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit for their foolishness to him. Well, that's stupid. We can't do that. You know what the Spirit of God will begin to nudge you to do? Crazy stuff that you can't really do. I can't have that life. The Spirit of God will begin to talk to you. You'll have a desire. And just by the way, when God talks to me, you want to know exactly who he sounds like? Me. Why? Because he usually starts off with a scripture that I read. So I heard it in my voice, and when he starts talking, it sounds like me. But I can tell it ain't me because he starts saying stuff I wouldn't say. Like, ask for that building. <laughs> what are we going to do with that building? We can't afford that building. Ask for that building. See, the natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit, neither can he because they're foolishness to him. Because they are spiritually revealed, understood. Oh, the life that God has created for you that's hidden in the anointing can't be discovered in the natural right okay so what are the three easy steps to get us in to that realm see that's our problem is there aren't any easy steps you have to spend time developing your spirit man well it would just be better for me if you would tell me, you know, how, no, you have to position yourself to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit and begin to let him nudge you. Remember, remember in Acts when it says, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses of me and, and he, you know, ends up taking us around the world. See, a lot of us 
are under the impression that the power to be a witness doesn't sound that appealing because I don't necessarily want to go door to door handing out tracts. But see, that's not being a witness. That's doing witnessing. See, to be a witness, Tuesday morning, I'm sitting on Vista Way, two cars back, you know, as we approach the, the, the light uh, from crossing 395 to come onto Clearwater. The light turns red. We stop. The car in front of me, it's as if he's, it's like a stop sign. He stops. I'm assuming he looked. He took off. Well, when the pickup headed, you know, on, on the freeway, coming the, when it hit him in the front quarter panel and the door and spun his car around two times and chunks of plastic were flying through the air, landing on my truck. And the guy, you know, just because I know somebody will ask, the guy driving the pickup pulled up on the sidewalk, got out of the way, ran back, pulled an elderly gentleman out of the car. He was okay. But I had just been a witness, and I could not wait to tell people what I just saw. I mean, I'm breaking the law. I'm, I'm on the phone right now. Okay? Dude, you're not going to believe this. See, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he'll give you power, which is the ability... Power is positional, right? See, because of my position, I have more power than Michael here, who's one of the interns. It's just position. So you'll, have, you'll be in the position, you can position yourself to see things that only God could do. I'm praying to God that light bulbs are coming on, but you're just staring at me like a lost calf looking at a gate. See, when the... If you had suddenly, okay, suddenly, uh, somebody, somebody gave you all the money, uh, you know, to, to pay off uh, your house. What would you do, Keith? Pay off the house. Somebody gave you uh, everything that you needed, uh, Ryan, to, to buy an airplane. What would you do? He'd buy himself an airplane. Uh, if, if you had the money to, uh, to, to get a car, to own it, what would you do? Yeah, get an expensive one. Okay, so you have, you are a carrier of the anointing that has the ability to do amazing things. But you don't position yourself to see those amazing things. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. Uh, you have the ability, uh, I think the Bible says, to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So you have the ability to position yourself to see God, okay, so here's my question, just something to think about. How many people did you lay hands on this week? See, we need to become obsessed with the kingdom and break our obsession to the natural realm. Because in the natural realm, well, I will look foolish. Right, the natural man receiveth not the things of God because they're foolish. But if I can get over my natural mind and connect to an anointed spirit mind. I can begin to see God do things in my life. And maybe the doors to real life would begin to open up. And I'd understand that this job I've been complaining about for nine years. I, uh, well, let's be real. When we prayed and asked God to give me the job, we celebrated for three weeks. But the nine years after that, all I've done is complain about the job. Well, maybe God put you on the job and he has a purpose for the job. And on the job, you're going to see things that only God could do, except you're not being led by the Spirit. You're being led by the natural realm, and you're letting things that you see move you. 
And, and so you see that you don't make enough money. You see that it's not productive enough. You see that they're up against you. You see that they hold you back. But you have to change what you look at. See, don't look at things down here, but look at things up here. Don't think about those things. But set your mind on a higher thing. See, because here's the deal. You want to know what you want to know what everyone in this room needs to understand is that you have past due promises. Promises from God. Pro I'm telling you, man, that the promises of God are yes and amen. And there's a bunch of promises in your life that have not been produced in your life. Man, they're past due. And God hasn't held them back because you acted bad. He just hasn't uncovered them because you haven't been acting right. See, because you have, you have to, you have to, you have to, you, you couldn't see it, you, you, you couldn't think it, you couldn't hear it, but now the Spirit's saying, hey, it's not that you've missed them, it's that I couldn't uncover them, but if you'll let me, I'll guide you by the Spirit into a collision course with past due promises, and you'll begin to be a witness. You can be a witness to the amazing things that only God could do. If you've been raised with Christ, set your mind up here. And let's go uncover, discover the individualized, customized, unique. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness that God has created for you. And let's let the Spirit of God speak it and let's begin to agree with Him so that we can bring it forth. Because that's the potential He put in you. You're going to have an amazing future. I said you're going to have an amazing future. You're going to have an amazing future. You just got to get your mind off the stuff. Could you imagine what it would be like to no longer be praying about the stuff that you've been praying about. You know, as Christians, we're kind of weird. Because we want God to get fuzzed up about the stuff that has us fuzzed up. We want Him to be as angry about the thing that has us angry. And so we start telling God about things. You do know that God cannot learn. So anytime you invest in Giving God info is a waste of time. Because he already has all the info. And you're not actually helping him by giving him a leg up on your situation. Well, God, I just think you need to know what Todd said and how he treated me. And here's what I'd like you to do to him. Maybe the fleas of a thousand camels. Wouldn't it be cool? See, if you're going to seek the kingdom, if you're going to seek the kingdom, it's going to change your perspective. It's going to change what you're looking at. It's going to change how you're thinking. And instead of thinking that you need to share your heart with God, in your prayer time, you're going to go in and find out God's heart towards you. See, because if I knew what God wanted me to do, I'd do it. So stop spending your time telling God what you want him to do 
Because he's not trying to withhold things. He's trying to reveal things. Seek first the kingdom of God. The things will be added to you. You know, it's, it's not like we're perfect here. Okay, we, we are not perfect here. And, and, and uh, uh, the, the reality is, uh, you know, on a scale from 1 to 10, Tom, how do you rate yourself as being led by the Spirit? Three. And I only say that because some of you guys, if I asked you that question, you'd probably say five or six. No, you ain't there. About a three. But let me tell you something. I cannot remember, and I talked to Shelby about it to verify, you know, and just check, check, check. I cannot remember the last time we prayed about things in our life. I don't have to pray about stuff because, well, stuff is in the kingdom. And, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes we're so blessed that I know I've got to be quiet because it's going to irritate the people who aren't blessed. You know, isn't that weird that a Christian will be offended because somebody else was blessed and they'll sit there and look at the guy that's been blessed and they'll say, well, I deserve it more than he does. And let me tell you why he shouldn't be blessed. Well, there's your reason why you're not walking in it. Because you're so minded on things. The guys that know me will tell you that there is no thing in my life that holds my identity or my heart. There just ain't, there ain't nothing. You, you know, house burns down, I don't care. Go outside and the car's missing, I just sewed it. I can't be stolen from. Something happens to the bike or to the horse. Shelby struggles a little bit there because she's compassionate. <laughs> but things, can you imagine getting to a place where the things that have been keeping you awake don't keep you awake no more. When the thing that you've been struggling with is no longer a struggle. When the things, no, see, I'm telling you, get obsessed with the kingdom. Be led of the Spirit. Are we going to have an altar call and get filled with the Holy Spirit? I believe that you can receive the Holy Spirit, that you can pray in a prayer language. I believe you could receive that in the men's room at a 7-Eleven. I don't think you need anybody to teach you, to help you. I just think that you need to go to God and say, you know what I'm ready for? I'm ready for kingdom life. I want to speak wisdom concerning hidden things. I want to activate my faith. See, that's how faith is activated. you got to speak. And if I'm going to speak about things that I can't understand, I'm probably going to speak in a language I can't understand. And it's not to make me weird, but it's to position me to witness things that only God could do. I just want to pray for you. Just bow your head and close your eye for just a minute. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are going to drop something on the inside of us. It's going to explode, and we're going to develop an appetite for the things of God. Father, we've been addicted to the things of this world, but Lord, help us break that addiction and become addicted, obsessed with the things of God. We want to be kingdom people. We do not want to be Main Street Christians. God, we want to we, we, we go out and, 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 and experience the adventure. The life, the God life that's hidden in Christ for each of us. So I thank you, Lord, that there's people in this room. That dreams that they thought were over are going to be rebirthed. Purpose that we thought we'd missed. God, no. They're going to collide. Thank you, Lord, for revealing past due promises. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you're not living a life that is just, I'm talking, is just on fire with Jesus. 
let's, let, let's begin by, by, by making Jesus Lord of our life. Let's take that step and, so that we can just continue to grow and, and, and learn and, 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 and so that we can become the people that God's created us to be. If you're here today and while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and I won't call you out or have you stand, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I need, I, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you will, I'm begging you, make this prayer your prayer. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor Tom, I'm going to make this prayer real. I'm going to make. I'm going to pray it with everybody, but it's going to be as if it's just me and Jesus. I want to agree with you in prayer. So while no one's looking around, just hold your hand up really high and say, "I'm making this prayer mine." Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. That's awesome. Still, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, there's there's still more. There's a couple of you that's sitting there thinking about it. Man, just take that step. Just take that step. Let, let, me just, let, let me just draw you into this thing. Just, just real quick, just hold your hand up. Say, okay, okay, Tom, I'm ready for real life. No more, pl- thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Everybody just pray this with me. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life, and I'm starting right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus.